It's been 721 days since Breonna Taylor was brutally murdered, and her killers are still free. This is Survive in America. Hey, 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 oh, I see you, I see you, I see you, I, I, I see you, I see you. <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome back to a brand new episode of Survive in America. I'm your host, Kristen Fulton, and you know this, I am delighted to have you listening today. Y'all, thank you so much for rocking with me on this very long extended season, season three of Survive in America. It's been a journey, and that journey is coming to an end very soon. Listen, we got one more, one more episode, one more incredible interview to share, and then we are headed into what? A little break. (laughs) And I know, I know, I know. You're going to be like, weren't you on a break? And the answer is yes and no. So I'm going to take a little break, some time to evaluate um, not just this podcast, but also my life and my ability and capacity to deliver this podcast wholly and fully, because I really do care about you, my listeners. And I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it to the best of my ability for your purpose and your sake. And so I just want to make sure that I can still do that and do that in a timely fashion and consistently. So that's what I'm going to do during this little micro break. And I'm going to keep in touch with y'all and let y'all know what's up and what's going on, all the details and what what's good. <laughs> so today, before we hit that final, that ultimate, that ultimate ending, that finale, I want to have a look back on all of the conversations that we've had this season because they've been pretty damn incredible. And I think because it's been an extended season, maybe we forgot some of the stuff that has happened and the folks that we've talked to. And so before we end, I just want to take a moment to reflect and go back into the archives and say, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty dope. Or I learned something from those folks. And so that's what we're going to do today. I thank you so much for being incredible, loyal listeners. You all are awesome. You are the best. And I really do love you. Thank you so much. So, you know, after this break, we're going to head on over. We're going to do a little recap. And then I want y'all to come back next week for our season finale of Survive in America. All right, y'all. Let's not delay any further. Let's get right on to this conversation with three very wonderful, very beautiful, very intelligent, very accomplished Black women. Can't wait to see you on the other side of it. So let's get started. (laughs) I live in Washington, D.C., um, and I'm also single, um, but I think I want to have, like, a Issa Rae hotation moment, and so that's the vibe that I'm going forward with in 2021. Well, yeah, 2021, that's the year we're in, so yeah. Good man. Good man. So I, I, I think it's important to acknowledge that because oftentimes there is that that story that there are no good men but there are great men out there but I, about why they're not we'll talk about that for sure <laughs> yeah i was doing some some research for our conversation so this is going to be a 10 episode series about black love and dating and specifically black men and black women and so in my research 
um, I came across uh, some of y'all my podcast, Code Switch. I recommend you find this episode. It's titled um, In Search of Black on Black Love. And there was an expert on um, the podcast, and she really talked about the idea that we, the images and the thoughts that we take in, we then internalize, which is very true. And so she was saying, you know, we're all always thinking, oh, it's so hard. We're never going to find this man. This man is not out there for me. Then how much of that is us, like, fulfilling, I guess, self-fulfilling prop, not the word is, but us then taking that on when it may not necessarily be true for the individual, maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely does make sense. Like a law of attraction, almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I mean... I I grew up hearing from lots of women, black women, older black women in the community, uh, that a good man is hard to find. And I definitely will say I agree that it's hard to find the one for you, but there are lots of good men out there. Um, Can I ask you ladies, what are your, what do you define or how do you want in a partner? Let's start there. I know that's a loaded question. People have lists. I used to have a list. I let the list go. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I'm very, sometimes I don't like to share it because I think there's just that, I, I don't know. I don't know why sometimes I'm, I'm nervous about sharing it. But because I think sometimes it's, there's this hesitancy with being honest about what we want. But I am honest about what, what I want. And so what I deem as a good man, just a godly man, a man who loves who loves Jesus, who has just a clear vision for his life, who has in character, like integrity is really important to me. And people, someone who is who is trying to grow, who has good friends, I, I'm really cognizant about and who are your friends <laughs> who's, who's speaking into your life and who can kind of correct you encourage you that's really important and just someone who I can I always say exercise with and work out with spiritually physically intellectually those are things that I really value and yeah so I would say that that's what makes a good man yeah I feel you on that intellectual workout I'm very I mean definitely the struggle for me has often been that I intimidate the men that are are sometimes attracted to me and so I'm like but you know you have something to offer hopefully and you know where's your conversation going I want someone who you know challenges me to think smarter and to be smarter I don't always want to feel like I'm the person bringing the conversation to the table um yeah 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 exactly And, and if I may add because I, I just thought about more of what I was feeling in terms of being clear about what you want. I think one of the, it's a very important to be clear about and honest about what you actually are looking for in a partner. There is that fear of disappointment, which I've experienced, yeah. which I think oftentimes causes that hesitancy to want to be real about what I want. Cause I'm like, Oh, is it actually out there? I know there are good men out there, but is that good man that I want out there? But I think it's a, it's just a, a, a important to try to encourage yourself to be honest with what you want. It, I think it'll make it easier in the process of 
being real about, oh, this person, I'm actually not interested in this person or I am interested in this person by being clear about what you want up front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Kyra? Um, I, I really want to be uh, equally open with someone. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. I want somebody that um, is definitely God-fearing, um, someone that has good character, as she mentioned, um, someone that can be very open about how, you know, they see life, um, you know, how they see themselves and their families. Um, I, I just hate, like, talking to guys. Recently, I felt like I've attracted some guys that couldn't be vulnerable with me, and I think vulnerability is very important. Um, so, yeah, I look for that. Um, just, just someone that can make me laugh, you know, don't take life too seriously. We can laugh. <laughs> um, I look for someone that um, has at least had a good man in their life, so they know um, they had a good model. I should say. I look. I think that's important um, to have a foundation of a good man in your life. Um, so that's important. Um, and um, I look for. A person that is very um, trying, you know, in everything. Um, he's cognizant of his uh, decisions that he may have make, made, and um, he's just very trying on understanding me, like I said, um, and understanding um, of how to make things right. Yeah. I'm definitely making a mental note uh, to bring it up when I talk to the guys, the men, what you said about having a, a good model in their life. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to bring that up and see what they have to say about that. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that is, yeah, that's, I, I imagine it might be hard for some folks, but also, you know, when I hear or watch stories about people on TV or whatever, they're always talking about the moment when there was, they saw they saw themselves or they saw the idea or they saw what they wanted to be and so I'm curious about that so I'm, gonna, I'm making a mental note to bring that up okay, um, good. I'm going to start with a question that I've asked everyone so far I'm going to okay. flip it so tell me gentlemen is there any truth to the saying to the adage a good woman is hard to find mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go first you go first but I'll take the next one first okay Okay. Uh, is a good woman hard to find? Um, I'm going to say no. No, a good woman is not hard to find. It's not that it's hard. Um, it is a bit challenging. Um, but I believe that there are out there. I believe that there are good women out there. I just feel that there is a misunderstanding between... Uh, men and women in my experience um, just in terms of there being a balance between uh, give and take you know if that makes any sense Um, there definitely are good women out there though I I will say for sure there are building off of Evan I definitely do agree with him that there are good women out there but I definitely have to say that good women are hard to find Um, (laughs) right experience you know like it just 
And I feel like me personally, being as though 20, I'm 23, Evans 25, our generation, is, you know, is caught up into the social media, like, oh, I want my boyfriend to flop me out, you know, like, right. all that extra stuff that is like, you know, I'm not, now I'm not saying I won't do anything for my queen once I get her, but I'm just saying I feel like for a 23 and a 25 year old, you want me to pay for a $2,000 vacation all by myself. I just feel like, but that's what social media and music and all the extra stuff that our generation has, has made it, has, you know, has made that imbalance that it's been speaking to. Right, right, right. And just to piggyback a little bit more off of what Chris was saying, um, social media is a big, a big part of it. And this kind of been going on for like a, a while now, especially dealing with our generation like if you're if you're in your 20s if you're a millennial um there, there's definitely been a strong impact on that dating on the dating area and that sector in your life due to the media tv music movies all different sorts of kind of things that i feel like has had a negative impact and influence on uh dating you know what i'm saying at our age so what I mean, I'm, first of all, let me just say that people are really out here trying to have you pay for their whole vacation. Like, <laughs> uh, like yes, like yes, you know they call a vacation. Like, right. You know, pay for like I, I just want to bring myself. My man pay for everything, and like, right. I'm 23 and I'm a teacher, so I make decent money. But I'm 23. I'm not paying for your whole vacation. I'll maybe pay for you know our stay on the flight, and you take care of your flight. But there's some females like you could ask Evan that's expecting you to pay for everything. They just bring their bags and that's it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Okay. True. That's 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 wild to me. Um, especially personally, I'm like, listen, I'm always like, can you can you get yourself there? Then we can go together. <laughs> so, like, right. You need right. Like, your right. own money and your own passport. That's a running joke. Right. Too friends and I'm like you got your own money your own passport then we can go <laughs> right it's, especially if, especially if we're both you know growing um I definitely understand the part where you know a man is supposed to pay for a dinner and the man is supposed to be the provider and protective but at our age it's kind of like um the expectations are are real and like fairy tale at the same time yeah. you know what I mean just in terms of uh, the, the level of growth that needs to take place in order to get to a space where it's like, okay, I could just blow a bag on you, so to speak. You know, everybody like to blow bags nowadays. So I think that if there was just more of an understanding between, you know, both partners, um, things would probably flow a little more fluent. fluid. I want to be loved in my rawest form. And I realized that it takes a lot for me to open up to someone. And I, I think I'm just not realizing that about myself. And so if I can really, you know, be vulnerable with you, not, you know, not tell half-truths, because sometimes I think we tell half-truths, but, like, tell the full truth, um, then I know um, you're, you're, you're someone special to me. And even if we don't, you know, end up together, or we, it's not everlasting, um, that that love, you know, that love is the truth, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, we have to really be honest about who we are and what we want um, in order to experience something. Or I say that 
things something that makes sense to folks because I don't know from experience but I like we have to really speak the truth of who we are and what we want with the other person so that we can get to I don't know the deepness the heart all of those things yeah I don't know and what we're willing um, to also, give oh yeah we're saying yeah. and what we're willing to give to it's oh, easy to look at relationships just for what I can get out of it and what I want but it really is a relationship and we're supposed to be supporting one another and sacrificing for one another. When you think about love, love is sacrificial. Love is demonstrative. It's not just a feeling, but it really is sacrificing and for the good of someone else. So who is that person who you're willing to, to make those sacrifices for, to help them grow and support them? That, that needs to be taken into consideration as well. And is that and is that someone who is willing to to take me for where I'm at, where I'm going, right through the challenges, etc. Yeah, because it's not all. It's not going to be easy. We're not all the easiest people to be around. For sure. <laughs> it just goes back to women taking a breather, like just relax. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Today, you don't have to, you don't have to put on your cape. You don't have to be superwoman. You don't have to be superman. You can just be a woman. You can relax. You can let your hair breathe and flow in the wind. You can sip a cup of tea, you know, listen to some, some nice music and just relax. You know, take a break off. You don't have to always put on this strong, you know, I'm a macho woman. I don't, I don't need no man. You don't always have to do that because at the end of the day, essentially what you're saying is, you know, I'm I'm the man and the woman, and we all know that you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So I just feel that you know if if women were able to just let their guard down a little bit and just you know be a little more open, you can start somewhere. You know, it's definitely an uphill battle though. Wow, be more open and you can start somewhere. I hope somebody's writing that down or really listening to that. Um, right. Now, as I mentioned, got a great interview today, or two great interviews. I interviewed two women in their 50s who are both single, um, and just, you know, variety and different experiences and life and just more, more to the conversation. So... Let's hop on over to our interview, and I'll see you on the other side. Um, what do you want in a partner? You've revealed some of it before. You are looking for a little bit of that traditional model, but what other details can you tell me? Gotta be fun, but um, <laughs> it don't have to be fun because looks, you know, looks fade as time um, passes by. But in I am a sapiosexual. If people don't know what that term is. I am turned on by an intelligent man. Your brain has to be like superior. Like you're in, you know, we can have intellectual conversations about any topic, um, books, you know, literature, um, religion, politics, sex, um, poetry, just all of that. I, that, that turns me more on than anything. Like just somebody that's intelligent. Um, uh, I can't really say, I used to say, okay, I like this specific looking type of guy, and my daughters are like, mom, see, you're limiting yourself. You know, you may find somebody that, that may rock your world and be all of that, and he might not be what you're used to. So I don't have a skin color preference, although, yeah, in the past. 
Brown's kids, mm-hmm. you know, the Brown brothers, that's Serena. Um, <laughs> but that, that's not what's most important. Um, definitely uh, can take care of themselves. You know, they're providers, um, they're nurturers, um, and basically, definitely kingdom man. You know, we need to be praying for me and being able to cover me and vice versa. Um, and I think, yeah, definitely take, you know, self-sufficient, can take it yourself, can cook and clean just like I can. Um, and, you know, I'm not, you know, you have someone that say, oh, my God, like, they got to make, like, six figures. No, because coming together and building, that's that's the most If you are a person that is involved or interested in building, that's what I love. Because if we're coming together, we're going to build together. I'm mm-hmm. a business head. I prefer someone as the business head as well um, so that we can build together and grow. Okay, so that's very good advice. What do you think then is the challenge that women have? You know, you mentioned one already, incarceration rates for black men are um, disproportionately high. But what do you think the challenge is like if a woman is doing all that? What if she is wearing the perfume and she's making herself seen, but she's still not um, still not with her life? Life partner or whatever. I imagine that you wear the perfume, you make yourself <laughs> look. I gotta get some more. I haven't had some, had no good smelling one in a long time. But don't take a bottle; it's very good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, with with regards to that, is I would say you make yourself too busy. Okay. And I'm speaking from experience. So many times. Your Boaz, your could have been right there, but because you are consumed with your job, your career, your hobbies, your outlets, and everything like that, you know, the man looked like, she ain't got time for me. Because you're so busy. You're so busy. Mm-hmm. Because men sense that. And you know, men are like little babies. They want all of that attention. They want all of your time and everything like that. And they can sense, oh, she ain't got time for me. And they're going to move on to the one that um, appears to be or seems to be needy, you know, because even um, women, and, and, you know, I say for myself, you know, that's so busy and everything like that, we become so independent, like we don't need, you know. We'll see a man right there, but we'll go pull the door instead of just standing right there and wait. Just stand there. You see a brother coming up, I don't care. A man coming up at the door or whatever like that, just stand there and wait. He might look at you or something like that, but you stand there and wait. Let him know that I need you. I'm wondering how that would work uh, for like, so I'm a millennial, so I'm like, let me I'm wondering how that might work for a millennial dude who is maybe not used to being that chivalrous. So they don't open doors. I won't say they don't, because I have experienced lots of chivalrous men. I've met them, um, gone on dates that led to nowhere (laughs) with with some chivalrous men and such. So I, I think they are out there, but like a lot of them don't exist and so I'm wondering how that will work with like a millennial or a Gen Zer with newer generations who are coming up and not necessarily they're looking at you like are you going to open up you standing in front of the door but you know what you know how you know how that works 
women have to use. We we are the most we are so powerful. We yes. are so powerful and we don't realize it. You might have him right there and everything like that. And you know he's standing there, but you know what? This is what the millennial, this is what y'all millennials will do. Okay. As as he comes up to the door and everything, and you standing there waiting, y'all gonna do one of these number. <laughs> like, ain't you gonna get that? We have you have to learn how not to be an apple. You have to be an orange. The apple is hard. But mm. with the orange, it's salt. You have to change your fruit and be that orange. Because what happens is when he come over there and he all like that, all you got to do instead of that, that millennial look, just mm-hmm. like, did you get the <laughs> You know? And they love it. You know what you just did? You just told him, I need you. Men loves to be needed. They love to be, you know, they love for you to build them up. It makes them, you know, and you be like, thank you so much. I mean, and your thank you is like, oh my God, you did this greatest thing. And guess what? He's going to have a big smile on his face. And guess what? You won't ask, have to ask him again. So mm-hmm. I encourage you, try it. Viewers, try it. Um, I think... Um, that black men, they want that woman that is loyal to them and only them, but they have eyes and passions for other things. Um, I've experienced, well, I've heard um, just a couple of guys that I know that we're friends that, you know, they believe, okay, they're like historically or biblically speaking, you know, men were able to have more than one woman. So a lot of them believe that. I know two of my male friends who said they're never getting married. Okay. They'll date forever, but they don't want to get married because they feel like it's a financial thing. Um and it shouldn't and it takes away from the romance and the love. Um so that but yet they still can have other women though. Do they want to be like they want to be, yeah, they want to have life partners, but no wife. So it's just more of a leak. Because if you're with a partner, then you are sharing resources and finances. Like if y'all live in the same house, y'all yeah, have that's what I said. Well, legal thing or more of a, and not a mental, um, uh, what do you call it? Are thinking what we think about marriage, probably. Yeah, yeah. That that that's where their thought process is. They're like, why? I get, oh, it's a, it's financial. Like, why do we have to? pay money to get a license to marry you know they would start talking about over oh, slavery nobody paid to get married they just jumped the broom and blah 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 but i'm saying to myself like well, this is why you guys aren't married because you're speaking as such like society speaks of you know marriage the bible speaks of marriage you know but what they i feel like they misconstrue is if you are going to live this life of having multiple women or multiple wives it speaks of you being able to take care of them equally. Not, oh, this is my main chick and this is the side chick over here. So she gets, you know, she gets the day before the holiday and the day after the holiday or whatever it is. You're supposed to be able to take care of them equally. And that's your time, your money, you know, your body. You know, everybody is supposed to be equal and that's where they get it wrong. And so no, no, nobody's gonna have that. <laughs> and like I said, I'm gonna be very transparent because I value you. And so 
last episode we had way back when uh (laughs) we were on this journey of black love episode four we had just talked to two young single black men getting the perspective of the young generation and i was all geared up and i was ready y'all i was hyped for the next episode in which i was to speak with single older black men and get their perspective because we're going on this journey we're starting off with our singles moving into our cuffed up folks you know really digging deep what is black love how does it survive and thrive particularly in this country and so i was hyped y'all and you know release date for the episode was coming and i was like okay okay getting a little nervous but still hyped i'm like i can do this eventually the release date came and I was like okay I gotta push this back next week next week next week and I kept pushing it back and the reason for that was because I couldn't find single older black men to interview I'm not kidding I had a difficult time I was going through my network y'all I went through my friends on Facebook and I was like do I just not know people what but I learned something. Yes, I had a struggle. I struggled trying to find that older single black man. Just even one. I was like, okay, let's just find one. And I was like, wow, very difficult. And so I struggled there. And I also realized I had the same problem when I was looking for the younger single black men. It took some teeth pulling to find the folks that I really wanted to interview or needed to interview. I'm really satisfied and glad that I found the two individuals. Shout out to y'all who came on the show because you offered great perspective. It was a really amazing conversation. And I'm a person of faith. So I was like, God had me waiting for those two. And in this moment here, I'm like, okay, God, where are the next two, two or three people that I should be interviewing for this next episode? And I just couldn't find them. Because I know that there are older women who are looking for love, looking for companionship, looking for life partners still. How do we bring them together? How do we clear up all the muddiness in between, all the things we think we know about the other gender? Now we're going to move into the next phase, which is talking to couples, folks who have gotten married, folks who have taken the plunge and said, hey, I'm going to do that thing. So today's episode, I have two very special guests. She's been on before, my best friend, um, and she is newly married. Hi! Yes, give it up, y'all, give it up. You all went through that dating process where many of um, our listeners may be just moved out 
or searching for um, a partner of whatever that may look like for whomever that is. But like for you, you were very serious. Like I am going to impress this person. I have change for the arcade. I'm not just winging it. I've come prepared. And then the other side of that is um, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm digging into this relationship. I'm very serious about it. I'm putting my best foot forward. Like we're having the real moments, like the seriousness of it. I hate to go back to that word, but I think that's it. The seriousness of your desires were like immediate, I guess. with 
April and Joey Gregory. They have been married for a bit of time. I'll let them tell you how long. And I'm really thrilled and grateful that they were able to join this conversation and let me interview them and ask them questions about their life together, their relationship, their marriage. So get ready, y'all. It's a real good one. Thank you so much. Shout out to my guests for joining me. I'm really grateful for the experience and to have you on. So right after this, we are going to jump on into our conversation. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for taking out your time, taking out time in your day to join me. Um, so let's start off with how long have you been married? So we've been married for 24 years. We're coming up with, uh, this will be, uh, uh, June, this June will be, no, this May, I'm sorry, this May will be our 25th year. That's so awesome. Okay, now I have to I have to deviate from my list of questions for a second and ask you: Are you doing anything for your twenty fifth? What I don't know what uh, what title that is or what anniversary that is. Which one is it? Well, it's funny that you ask because we, we we just had a discussion about what we're going to do. So we may go away. Yeah, we're still sure. planning. We're planning. Um, but uh, it, it was it was funny. Like, oh wait, this is a big deal. This is a big one coming up. We got to do something. So. you guys get to go away it is really big it's a big deal congratulations i hope everyone out there listening is cheering and clapping um because that is really exciting and hashtag goals for the rest of us <laughs> um so we, we honestly it's like wow 25 like every milestone was like that for us but when we when we really started getting into like 15 20 it's like whoa this is this is it doesn't feel that long Great, 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 great young lady. 
But I just enjoy being a <laughs> You are Uh, um, 
we're not waiting on God. Uh, God has given us everything in this life that pertains to life and godliness. He's given it to us all. And so we just have to uh, position ourselves, receive it, and, uh, you know, simply walk out by faith. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Mm-hmm. Like, trust it. Trust it. Don't not. You can say you can say what by your feelings or your five senses. Right. By faith. By faith. And that's consistently believing and knowing that. Right. There's a person. There's a person out there for me. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. I think that's a great place to end our walk down memory lane, don't you? Y'all, this was so much fun. Thank you for listening in today. It was really great to go back to that very first conversation, those first few conversations, and see where we started and see where we ended or where we are now because we're not done. Because next week, you're going to come back and you're going to listen to our conversation with some folks who've been married for even longer than 25 years, you know? Hashtag goals. I mean, come through. Can't wait to get that wisdom and share it out to y'all. In the meantime, remember this. Proverbs 31.8 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Bye!